Hello and welcome to Coupe Talk, the podcast made by Stanitsa and the volunteers who over the past 20 years have been a part of our organization. In each episode you will hear memories from the volunteering period and stories of what happened after and what lies in the future. Episode 1, David Cartwright and Christian Poulon. Sorry, mate, is this seat taken? Oh, uh, no. Where's that budget? I recognize you. Are you the uh, are you the first volunteer at San Ixa Zarieche? Yeah, yeah, I am. Hi. My name is Christian. In in Stanica, if you look in the corridor, there is the the list of all the names of the volunteer. Yeah. My name is the first on the list, but I think I remember that my Finnish colleague, Anna, at that time arrived maybe two days or three days before me. So Okay. Be probably the second one, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah. So uh so you you were just the first person with the paint on the wall, right? That's how you that's, that's how you <laughs> that counts. That counts. Okay. <laughs> of course. Uh, before before you decided to come to Stanitsa, what were you doing? I was studying um, social work and um, urban planning or city development. That's what you initially wanted to do then, was sort of social work and things like that? Or? No, no, actually. Um, I've always, always been um, convinced that, uh, I mean, I, I love work working with people. That's I, I love what doing things that make sense and have an impact so of course when you do social work it's important it has an impact but often you don't have the tools to really change what is going on so you have maybe access to some decision level but you don't really have the tool to change the life of people or so i thought that maybe experience in culture art and culture might be uh, rich richer and have a different type of impact and so I said, yeah, let's go. I will find a, a cultural center somewhere where to go. And it has to be in a weird country that I don't know, you know, in this CVS program, like you have a nice list of potential countries. So yeah, Germany, no, England, no, Spain, no. So I was looking for country I didn't know, like uh, mm-hmm. not too close to, from France. So. And what year was this? 2002, so it will be in January 20 years. Wow. Okay. When, when you decide you come, I spent 11 months officially as a volunteer. Uh-huh. Then at the end of the CVS, Marek Adamo uh, told me like, oh, we, we discussion were going on on finding a new place, a new space. And Marek came with this idea of transforming a railway station. So that sounded crazy enough to spend a few, few more years or a bit more time to build up the project. 
And you see, then one year, two years, I spent five and a half year, I think, uh, in Zilina, almost six years in working in Stanitsa. So there is this funny moment when you accept yourself that uh, you might spend your life in a country which is not yours or originally. So you were you were in uh, Jelina before Stanitsa Zalietze, or like because no. you. Wow. Okay. So, what was it? What was it before? What did you come to? It was even more fun. We were having <laughs> a space on the main square on Marienska Namestie. Okay. So called uh, seven by four, because it was the size of our theater uh, room. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> so we used to say with humor that it's probably the smallest theater in uh, in Slovakia. <laughs> and but. I mean, the space doesn't make the dynamic. So the dynamic was in between the people. And, right. and I have this always funny story. The day, the day I arrived in Slovakia, I missed my train. So um, I couldn't call uh, Robo, Robo Blaško, who yeah. uh, was in charge of volunteers that uh, should be waiting for me at the station that I missed the train. And actually, I, I stepped in the in Osobak, Osobnivlak, uh, to Zilina. So it took twice longer to get to Zilina. I was in a wagon, uh, in a coupe, with a guy totally drunk and <laughs> very weird uh, trip. Then I arrived in Zilina, Robo was not there anymore. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I had to find a way to call him back. And I think this, the same evening, uh, it was one of the opening events in, in this new space. And there was Koji Atsano. I still have a photo because he came back a few years later. Uh, and Koji Asano was a sound, um, a noise um, musician from Japan. Yeah. He came with his small laptop, lounged the music. And after five minutes, I think 90% of the people left the room because it was painful to pick up the ear. And I thought <laughs> at that time, oh gosh, what I've been doing? <laughs> what was that decision to come? <laughs> But I think, uh, yeah, it was the swap I needed at that time to to discover plenty of other word and the word of art in, in mm -hmm. many various ways. And I, I have to say, you know, people say big cities, super offer. But yeah, but you, when you grow up in that amount, you don't see those things, actually. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, things you visit there. Well, I, I used to say also I never had more um, cultural and artistic experience than Stanitsa because we were doing whatever, <laughs> you know, we were producing so much events. We were present at every event. So actually I've, I've been seeing so much of the event during those years that uh, it's, um, yeah, it became uh, also a drug. Did you find that it was easy to integrate into Jelena's life or were you seen as the outsiders as Seven by four. When did you arrive in Jilina, David? 2019. Okay. In 2002, the mayor of Jilina was the, the chief of the Slovak National Party. Right. And I would say the atmosphere in Jilina was really different. That's what Jilina is today, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, you can really see the differences, like the way the city, the way most of the people are reacting. And... And I'm now, and we love sometimes at it with uh, with Marek and with Robo, like, or, or Stanitsa became 
popular um, for also a large part of the population that, you know, when it started, I always had the feeling that was mainly, um, you know, the need of a, a narrow community that didn't add where and what to see or didn't find themselves in the very narrow offer that was existing at that time. And in the context of this very specific political at atmosphere, um, I took it as a fight a bit. <laughs> I mean, that was a fight also for the right to hear something different, to think something different, to, to bring European question in a rather sometimes nationalist context. And so, I mean, yeah. And so uh, when you came, did you have a specific role? Or was it just come help us out and see what happens? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's part of this uh, EVS program. So I was like, um, I was doing photos of events, okay. uh, documenting events a lot, but I was also involved of in the in the social participatory or let's say the, the children workshops. And so I was running with the Radka, my colleague at that time, or Anka. Um, many uh, many workshops or taking part in them, but helping in general in the production. It was a small small organization, so you couldn't split the work uh, so strictly. But what about you? I mean, uh, I I was working in London and things were getting a bit too expensive and a bit less enjoyable. So I came back to Manchester and decided that I want again. I wanted to go somewhere new. I'd been to Bratislava before for a few days. And I knew I wanted to explore more of the country and I saw this place and I saw what it was like. And to be honest, I did come with a very closed mind in the, the idea of like, okay, this is a joke. This isn't really something I'm interested in. I'll just come and take pictures and have fun for a year and not have to think about what I want to do. And I came and I met people and I started interacting with things that I would have never, ever experienced before and completely changed the way I think and the way that I act. It really has been like a transformative experience for me. You know, it's it's been a thing that changed me for the better. And I mean, I started out as taking pictures for a year and with no experience, I got offered a job as a technician. And now I'm working here. You know, what job can I go to with zero experience? And they are willing to pay me to work here, to be part of the team and learn. It is very rare now that you can you can be a part of a team that is willing to teach you things. You know, it's uh, unbelievable. You know, it's uh, it's the best best decision I ever made. Where do you live? Are you living now in Jelina or? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still in Jelina, and like you said, it's uh it's been it's been an enjoyable decision to make that I've decided that actually I'm planning a future in Jelina, whereas before it was like okay. Maybe there's another job somewhere else. Maybe I'll find something new. When I came here and I realized that I want to be here in any way possible. So now I'm planning I'm planning the future, which for me is the first time I've ever done it, which is a great feeling. And I'm sure you're not working eight hours daily. Ah, I mean, the thing is, it doesn't matter. You know, doesn't in previous matter. jobs, in previous jobs, it's like, oh, okay. I was working as a chef, you know, so it's like every hour means money and all this stuff and you were counting what you were doing. Whereas here, it, I mean, I don't care, you know, I'm, I'm working because I'm happy to go to work. I'm happy to be part of what's going on. 
I provide people with a creative space, like in what in my small way, in my I can still be part of someone's creative idea. It's all about learning, you know. When I, when I stop learning new things, I'll move on. But I don't think it's ever going to happen at Stanita because there's always new stuff going on. I still can't believe they're paying me to be honest, because I'm a lazy English bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what did what did your thought your family about that? Did they visit you? Angelina. Yeah, they they came to see me before before the lockdown and stuff. And again, they were just they were just happy to see me because I I wanted to go into the creative field. I went to university and basically got all the creativity got punched out of me through education, you know. And then yeah, and then to come back into it and for my family to see me happy, I think that was that was the main thing, you know. And it's it's nice to actually. Because I had a lot of friends doing a lot of creative things, and whenever we met up, I'd be like, "Oh, I was uh, I was in the kitchen for 12 hours." It's like great. Whereas now, you know, it's, it's I can talk about what I'm doing, and I'm actually excited about it. And yeah, I will, it's it's so important for me. I didn't realize, you know, until you're out of what you were doing when it's bad, you don't realize hindsight. You know, when you look back and you realize how crappy it was, it's uh, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I still love it, you know. And you, uh, so after you finished your year, what was your plan? Did you have any plans? Were you definitely deciding on staying in Jelena or? Oh, actually, I was a bit frustrated that, you know, I was working in a job without full competencies. So I decided to complete my studies. So I went to Belgrade to study okay. cultural management. And then I came back to Gilina, but shortly because uh, I didn't want to do the same job all my life. It was uh, right. And at that time, Košice just got the title of European Capital of Culture for 2013. And I got in touch with them. And so I was in yeah. charge of the participatory artistic program uh, of Košice uh, 2013, doing things in public space, participatory, inclusive, uh, but artistic and and yeah and, and, and enjoyed that so much because then the impact was the type of impact i expect from the type of job i i want to do so so you saw the behind the scenes of uh capital of culture and you still wanted to do it that's uh yeah because i mean you know what i was also from those years i always thought that uh, it's not enough to do well the grassroots work I mean, right. if the context don't follow, you can do the grassroots work all your life and the system destroy you or, and so the European capital of culture is an opportunity to improve the, also the, the public space, the, the public services. So for me, it's like simply a follow-up of, right. of the job we've been doing in Stanislav. Having said that, I, I was, one of my uh, biggest surprises coming to Slovakia was the sheer amount of cultural centers when it comes to small towns, big regions, like, okay, Bratislava capital, you can understand there's a few, but everywhere in Slovakia, there is this idea of presenting culture to the people. Do you think that's a, uh, a national idea or do you think there's a reason behind that? How do you think Stanitsa had a point to play in that or? You think that the fact that in every, now even smaller city they open their own cultural yeah. center 
I think I think that's a for me that's unheard of. You know, it's a real to have the funding provided to you, to have the support from the state. For me, that was unbelievable. Do you do you have any idea why? I mean, it's again a process. I think like, uh, but for sure, in two thousand two, twenty years ago, it was not like that. You know, when you speak to Marek, he can explain you. Or we were spending time in the ministry trying also to convince that. The, where are they in the all the boxes and the grand scheme that was existing at that time? Nowhere, because uh, there were no like non-institutionalized and multi multidisciplinary type of work or place for that work. Like it was one place in Bratislava, one year one in Kosice, maybe you know, and that was all. And uh, and you can see that the idea, yeah, split it, spread it all over, and and that every community. In, its own place, which is great. And it's great that they are funding for that to exist. It's not just um, maybe as often we have in France that the, 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 the culture of deconcentration, you know, you bring the culture to people. It's not so much about that. I think it's more about this freedom of creating your own culture, of presenting the type of culture you want, you like, and, and that there is the support for for the self-expression and self-development, so. Well, I think it's quite interesting what you say about uh, creating uh, a space for self-expression because that's perhaps where it, that's why it works, you know, in a place where, okay, in the UK, it's like you, you try and put on something for everyone. Whereas in these places, like you said, they've been given the ability to create who they are uh, okay, Stanitsa, Stanitsa, A3 is A3. And then people gravitate towards you if it works, you know, and if, if they like it. And I think for me, it's fantastic because there never seems to be this like, okay, we need to get the audience in. You know, if you like it, you like it. If not, see you later and go somewhere else. It's, it's great to not have to placate to the audience. You know, it's like you don't have to try and make people come because people will come because there's the desire for it and there's a million places where you can go and how are you different? And that's what I like as well. It's the, it's that freedom, you know, it's okay. You've been given this money and you want to, you want to show culture, but it's your idea, you know, and I, I love it. Uh, it's a real, okay. Regions are regions and you've got different areas and different culture, uh, different sort of like national culture. But then also when it comes to cultural centers, there's a clear language, you know, it's a clear difference in dialect in how you speak about culture. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. I've never experienced it before for me, really. It's um, especially for me in a, in a country like Slovakia, where preconceptions were closed-minded, very nationalist, sort of middle of Europe. We don't do anything that isn't religion or the norm. To see this for me is... It was when I first came here, it was a real surprise because I'd come from English, understanding nothing and not knowing anything about the country. So it was a real, real treat, you know, it was brilliant. So and tell me, what was your EVS event experience? Because, I mean, work is one thing. When you are a volunteer, it's not just about work. From four in the afternoon to four in the morning in, in Emotia, almost, for not a year, but what did you enjoy? Like, well, because it's also the starting with this EVS is a very specific start also in life. 
you discover just the positive of course aspect of, course. of the life no pressure you can enjoy you can meet you can deep your understanding you can travel well i think i think for me uh, after coming off like hard working this was always going to be a holiday so i came here it's like okay i'll take some pictures i'll have fun but it's it's not too stressful and my first day was come here i met ninka and then she said right off to kino bus so the next day i went to poltar and i started kino bus and she said have fun so me being an english idiot uh, i had <laughs> i had a bit too much fun you know so that was my first experience was seeing small town slovakia and seeing what stanica does in the bigger scale and meeting people that were excited to meet an english person which worked massively in my favor but i mean if there had to be a start to any sort of job or any volunteering that was the best experience i could have ever had you know it was to meet everyone to see yeah it was just unbelievable and then from there you know i knew i was going to have fun it was it was absolutely brilliant it, it encouraged me to want more you know and not just the partying and all that i understand that my life as a volunteer is completely different to my life now as working but in the same way as I, i i think i enjoy this more i have a bit more of a purpose i know that i'm here and it's and i'm in some ways i felt like i was taking advantage a little bit because i was getting a hell of a lot of money i wasn't paying rent i could live very easily and i didn't really have to do that much i had to come in for an evening and take some pictures what five nights a week to be able to put something back into what's happening and to hopefully try and keep it going and make it better for me that's that's better than getting free money no it is going on with your slovak language ah uh, well i mean i'm also extremely lazy so you know of course i'm english you know it's uh, it's one of these things that i uh, i i i took advantage of before and i took for granted you know and it is in the cultural center the the language that is spoken most of the time is english and i'm just bloody lazy you know I'm trying my best because I want to be part of the culture but honestly I'm I'm not trying hard enough so it's uh I'm French I'm lazy as well but without <laughs> Slovak language there is no access to culture of course of course unfortunately my understanding is better than my speaking which is almost more annoying than not knowing anything because I can understand what has been said to me and then I just go but but and then speak in English so it's um I do a bit of study every day but it's not going as fast as I'd like it's a, it's a slow process because I'm also not great at languages but it is uh I plan to be here for a long time so it's it's it's, it's part of it you know it's, I have to do it yeah? and I want to do it and if I didn't then I wouldn't be here I mean I want to I want to be the head of Stanitsa in five years so I've got to learn Slovak you know <laughs> Oh that's a plan <laughs> Is that your plan Yeah definitely <laughs> oh but uh, i mean there is no secret i'm not especially good in languages either but uh, you just need immersive yeah. stop speaking english try yeah. even if you speak bad because it's just by trying and repeating that you will get it right i think of course I yeah mean, at least my long nights in uh, in uh, emotia cafe didn't help me a lot with the language because i was meeting people refusing to speak english to them so we were 
talking with my bad Slovak, but I've using this bad Slovak so often then just improved it. But if Become it's not perfect, but yeah, you're completely right. But like I said, I'm just I'm just lazy. You know, it'll take me time, but I'm gonna get there. My best experience in that was uh, kind of early after I I arrived in Slovakia. Uh, I was for two weeks in an immersive stay in a robo or colleague family with his father and mother who don't speak English. And I was spending the whole days with them, them not speaking a word of English, me very few of uh, Slovak. And I am sharing you that's the best way yeah. you can learn just because you need. If you are a social person, <laughs> You just need to communicate. Yeah. So you find a way to communicate and then you learn the words and then you, robo parents helped me a lot. And that the head was hurting at the end <laughs> of each day <laughs> because the list of new words were so, was so long that, uh, but it did really help me to learn. Yeah, um, yeah. And did you manage uh, with the food? Probably yes. From English to Slovak. <laughs> of course, of course. You know, anything. You are a cooker, so maybe you are used to. Uh, I mean, I understand that. I cooked English food, so you know that's basically saying I cooked enough. What's that actually? Exactly. What is that? You know, there's there's nothing English. Our, our national dish is uh, chicken chicken tikka masala. So you know, it's uh, there you go. this is good then. I love it. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, I think I miss the variety when it goes to the shops, like being able to choose to cook different ways, but. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I've lockdown did me dirty. I put on a lot of weight, but now I'm getting it back. But again, I think you access nowadays also the diversity in in Slovak restaurant, or at least oh, in the yeah. I can imagine when you came before. It, it was not again so much the case. I mean, I was astonished coming from a country where you socialize in restaurants. Of course or cooking for your friends at home to arrive in a country where food is just an executive things. Um, it was for me strange because then, you know, you could buy, couldn't buy a lot of ingredients and the, there we have really few restaurants in Gilina. And when the restaurants, they were not for me, what is a restaurant where a cooker is creating, it was always the same card, the same menu. So yeah. you could eat the same things all the year, but you hardly found something where the cook did create something new or tried or so I may be very still French for that. I mean, the food. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to like good food, you know. It's, um, <laughs> so going forward, what are you up to now? What are you doing? Yeah, actually, I'm doing the craziest project. <laughs> I came back to Gilina to coordinate the candidacy of the city of Gilina for the title of European Capital of Culture. So when the, the vice mayor asked me if I would be interested, I said yes, without too much hesitating. I, I thought it's like uh, the normal uh, bringing back or giving back. I've okay. been doing that job for many cities, cities that I didn't know. Um, you know, I've been working for Debrecen, for Novi Sad, for Bucharest. And then you get, you know, this proposal from the city where you started and I, I used to say I've been living in several of the cities in Slovakia as well because I was in Bratislava also for two years but it's still the first place where you arrive it's still the first place so all my first experience with Slovak culture are in Gilina so that's the my reference place so 
So it was kind of um, um, funny. And to come back to, to capital of culture, yeah, it's for me also giving back a bit, and mm -hmm. and I'm glad to be able to 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 be more often in Gilina to get back in contact from Stanitsa Synagoga to all the other operators where now friends of that time when I arrived are in positions of director or doing different job in the cultural scene. I really felt the city did change a lot already, but there is still plenty of of things that can be done, you know, like moving forward, like- uh, you, want, you want a few new shopping centers in Jelena, right? No, nothing, <laughs> those are not really needed anymore. <laughs> but I mean, the challenges of the city, we all know them. Okay. I think we all feel them, or at least. Um, but I think there are some moments we just need to tackle them and not, not talk about them always and being unhappy with things and, and so that's this title is might be on this process because whatever is the the final uh, might be also an opportunity to open doors windows to put some question to help things to change for better and so I'm, I'm glad if i can be of any type of help in that process well it shows you it shows you the quality of jelena and of stanitsa and of everyone that's here you know it's a place where foreigners can come and several have come and stayed and made a life here it shows you what a place it is and what potential it has and it's brilliant that you can you have the ability to show it to the world you know and to to make it better to to sort of yeah to put a platform to show people like this is what Slovakia is this is what Jelena is and it's great that you're doing it sometimes I get often that question is is um Jelina good enough to be European capital of culture? Is Jelina European enough? Or, and, I, and it reminds me a lot sometimes this question you probably heard uh, hundreds of times, like me, why Slovakia? I, I remember that time it was uh, uh, 10 times a day, like the, the yeah. same question. Yeah. Oh, you're French. Why did you come to Slovakia? I would say lo low self esteem that why not? There is an nice city plenty of opportunity nice people and the same with this european capital of culture like why not well that's exactly what it is it's the mindset of why not you know it doesn't matter how it is or how it is when you get there it's how can you make it better and why not come to a place you know why not put the best you can into a place that's new and and at your time completely different to mine but I have the exact same answer. Why not? You know, there's a lot of young people that I speak to, a lot of young Slovaks that are thinking about leaving and going to other places. Why would you come here? You know, but exactly why not? You know, and in the same way as I would probably say about my my hometown, why would you come here? It takes an out, outsider's view to see perhaps things that you forgot to notice as being great about your city that make it interesting, that make because for you it's the norm. You know, and it's a uh, uh, it's a question that I love love answering. It's it's it, I should get a t-shirt. Perechonia, hey, hey. All right. Well, uh, this is this is my this is my stop. So I'm gonna have to get off. So it's uh it's been a been a pleasure to chat, and uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Same for you. Same for me, and see you soon in Stanitsa, probably. Okay. Hopefully. Bye.
These stories have been made possible by the support of the national agency Aventa, Erasmus Plus and the European Commission. Thank you for listening and see you on the next episode.